Hey, Stranger Rangers, this is Bree. This is Patina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. You can hear the baby in the background. He's okay. He's with dad. <laughs> I know. Tyson, they're playing down there with Moose, and Tyson's like, shh, they're going to think that someone's getting murdered down here. <laughs> They're just laughing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think that a murder sounds like that adorable. So that adorable. <laughs> that adorable, exactly. <laughs> Man. Well, I just want to say real quick, um, I posted something on our Instagram story about um them revisiting if Alec Murdoch would have earned himself another trial. Did you hear anything about no. that? Oh I'm terrible about social media. I'm terrible at looking at our own social media <laughs> sometimes. So I don't understand the who, the what, and the how perfectly. So sorry, listeners, bear with me. This is going to be a very, very, very simple rundown. They, they were going over some potential, um, from what it sounded like jury tampering, somebody who worked within the first initial trial, they felt like could have potentially influenced the, the jury's guilty verdict and so they were basically representing it to a judge with what the defense had um to take everything back to trial and thank god the judge like totally shut it down she was like oh, no good. i don't think that this person played or had any substantial influence in what the jury came back with blah 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 but um you know, we do see that happen where, you know, people get awarded a new trial with potential jury tampering. And um, on our story, I just kind of put the question out there to our listeners. Does anyone think that he should have been given a new trial? And thank God, none of you guys let me down. Everyone said no, okay. which <laughs> it was a unanimous vote on that um but yeah kind of a kind of a nail biter a little bit of a close call because I mean you don't know what's going to happen if something goes back I mean that was a pretty as we know a pretty uh wild trial and with the evidence and just you know money and power and influence and small towns and man I mean I, I can't sit here confidently and say that if it had gone back, it would have been the same. I mean, it should have, but you just never know. I'd like for them to actually do, uh, well, to continue investigating the trial of the case of the, the kid that was found in the middle of the road. And the, oh, the rumors are it was his kid, um, yeah. kid. So that would be nice if there was some conclusion to that, but. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was, Oof. it was kind of wild, but that's the latest and greatest in the most recent, uh, recap update for yeah, the Murdochs. So, but you've got well, a good one today. Yeah, I do. Uh, I am looking forward to sharing this story with you. I think we're, um, at the beginning of February. So <laughs> blink of an eye, we're already two months, second month into the year, but Oh my um, gosh. Super Bowl next weekend. Go Niners. Yes. Oh, I have no preference. <laughs> I, I guess go Niners. I have no preference. Um, uh, other than uh, I did join a, I, we've talked about this before, but I joined uh, the squares a with league. a, yeah. Well, not a league. No, no, no. God, no. I don't have the energy nor know how. No, but that. like 
just like I know you're talking squares. about the yeah yes and um because you don't choose a team you just pick a square and it's just it's just random luck and I Venmoed my friend for it and I was like for the Taylor Bowl because I don't know what else to call this oh <laughs> <my> god <laughs> Oh and I don't goodness. say that like I don't like Taylor Swift. I do like Taylor just, Swift, and it's all it's truly weird. for me, just like comical. It really is. It's it's funny. It's just funny. Is it if there is a conspiracy to throw her in to make more money than they mission accomplished? Um, totally tenfold because I mean they're both powerhouses, and then just like with their powers combined. <laughs> Literally. Uh, anywho, I'll get off that soapbox. But um, for today's yeah. episode, um, I have a I have a really interesting case. I could not find, and again, I love, love, love when this happens. Is that um, there is no other podcast that covered. I found one German podcast, uh, true crime podcast that had covered it, and then other than that, I was like, oh shit, I guess it's not a easy way out for me. I have to actually go read articles. <laughs> I love when that happens. So. Um, this one was a lot of digging and a lot of information that surfaced. It's a very interesting case. It's the case of Janae Coleman. So on July 18th, 2008, uh, Janae Coleman was 40 years old. She was a mother of three. Uh, she had mm -hmm. three adoptive daughters and Janae was a school teacher. She had a passion okay. for teaching younger kids and was also working towards getting her licensing to open her own daycare um, slash, you know, younger kids school in her area, just because she wanted to have that um, resource available to her community, something closer to her community than what was already there. She was also sure. a veteran. Um, when she was 18 years old, she enlisted in the U.S. Army and she served and she was, uh, uh, she, when she finished her service is when she came back and adopted the three kids um i don't know if it was all at the same time uh but nonetheless okay. three kids is a lot to take on and good for her for having um, yeah. the heart to to do that she came from a very and was she a family. single mom for that i believe so i did not okay. find anything about a significant other in her family other than the significant kids in her family sure um she did have a very loving supporting religious family they were all very religious they all went to church together um so they all just they had this community um she had this community around them that supported and loved her as a teacher they knew her or had her as a teacher at some point some of her nephews and um other family members so she was a beloved member of this community as almost any one of these stories start right <clears throat> so one of her oldest daughters had a job and she regularly when she got off of her job she would go across the street from her job or at least a block or two down to a bus station um so not just a regular bus stop across you know along the street it was a bus station where you can park and ride like we have here in Oregon where you can park and get on the tram oh, okay. or something like that so it's a big parking lot right um that has several bus lines come through it and she would often go there because she got on the free Wi-Fi while she was waiting for her daughter to get off of work as well so they can finish the rest of the ride home together. Gotcha. At around 9 p.m. that evening of July 18th, 
one single shot rang out in the parking lot. Quickly after, there was a 911 call by a bystander. It was a female that called the police and telling the 911 operator that there was a female, a Black female that had been shot. She was on the ground. At this point, she was still alive and showing signs of life. The paramedics showed up. They whisked her away to the ER. Unfortunately, she was not able to make it through the gunshot wound that she received. Oh, that's sad. So she passed away at the hospital later that evening. At this point, they didn't even know who the victim was. They did not know that it was Janae Coleman. What they also gathered at the scene immediately was from one of the bus drivers that was nearby. He saw the gun. He heard the gunshot. I'm sorry. And he saw that a man pulled Janae out of her car and onto the ground and the car sped away. She was driving a gold Dodge Dodge Stratus at the time. And he also mentioned to the officers that the guy who he saw pulling this woman out of the car after he heard the gunshot was wearing a white t-shirt with a green shirt over the top. So a white and green t-shirt. Later we find out and we see images of these pictures. Um, It's more of a baseball tee where the bodice of the shirt is white and the sleeves are green. Oh yeah. Like the, Mm -hmm. um, I know you're talking about. Like the sleeves are just green. Mm -hmm. So of course, the, the officers and detectives started canvassing the area, trying to find either the car, the perpetrator, or something else that would lead them on to who this person was, not only the person on the ground, but the person that would have committed this crime. Later on, the police received a call from Janae's sister, Camelia, who was reporting her sister as missing because she had not come home from work. Or from sure. picking up her daughter. Yeah, and it's pretty late. Pretty late. It's at least yeah. when this happened was nine. So at least by 10 p.m., her sister was calling in a missing persons report. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. the detectives knew right away that who she was describing, her height, her um every down to what she was wearing was more than likely their victim, their unknown at the right. time victim, Janae Coleman. In hopes of trying to get a visual of what this perpetrator looked like, the detectives started doing a video surveillance canvas in the area. So they started asking shops, uh, stores, you know, liquor stores for cameras um, or recordings at the t- at around this time. They found the car parked about 40 miles away in another town called Forest Park. From there, they quickly started going through the vehicle to see if there was any evidence left behind by who would have not only shot Janae, but would have stolen the vehicle. And they kind of hit the mother load when it comes to evidence based on the description that the bus driver gave to them of the interaction that he saw of how the person put their hand on the door and leaned in at first into the driver's side door or window. Mm That's where they found the first set of fingerprints gotcha. of, on the car. And then inside of the car, they found a used cigarette butt that was behind the driver's seat on the floor. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I can say this from experience as a smoker. Um, if you're smoking with the windows down and you're flicking a cigarette, if you have both windows down or even just the one window all the way down, the wind the wind can carry that and just circle it back in because it's making a circle motion of air, right? So right. the wind, I think unbeknownst to the perpetrator, flung that cigarette butt back into the car. Mm-hmm. And sorry, now, just to clarify, this is Janae's car that they found Yes, 40 miles away. Okay. Correct. So the type of cigarettes that they found based on the cigarette but was a Bronson Light Long. I never heard of this brand, but that's just the brand that they were able to determine um, from yeah. that. Now, at one of the nearby gas stations, so I think it's, it had to be somewhere from the scene of the crime to where they found the vehicle. I'm not exactly sure which direction or which way. Mm-hmm. About an hour before to, sorry, or about an hour or two before the murder, Uh, one of the nearby gas stations was able to pull video surveillance and it showed a man talking on his cell phone and wearing a white and green softball type shirt. And he also purchased some beer and he had a little back and forth. You can't really tell with the camera. Uh, The audio is not the best audio, but you, he, I think he just wanted to like pay for it and go. And the guy at the gas station, I think by law had to put it in a bag and he didn't want the bag, the brown bag. Mm -hmm. So he goes outside of the gas station and comes back in a little bit later. And he asked to purchase a pack of Bronson light lungs. You can hear that. Clearly, almost because you know what you're listening for, but nonetheless, you can hear Bronson Light Lungs when he's asking for a pack of cigarettes at the counter. So obviously, this matches the recovered cigarette butt that was in the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So the officer continued on his search for more surveillance video and he also found a video from a restaurant down in forest park which is where we now know the vehicle was left and he spotted the same man with the same t-shirt walking through a parking lot not about 15 feet from where the car was stopped so he confirmed he said to himself this is not a coincidence this is my guy i mean this could be the guy that committed the murder and this was said by detective cruz so this is all that they had to go on at this point. They didn't have a name for this person. They didn't know mm-hmm. exactly who it is that they were uh, looking for, but they did have, you know, the cigarette butt, which contains DNA. And they also had the fingerprints. Yeah, they they've got two good pieces of evidence. Like, like quintessential, like we've got you type of evidence. Yeah, exactly. So, They ran the cigarette butt, uh, I'm assuming saliva, for trying to get DNA results off of that. And it tested back positive for male DNA. And they got the encoding of what the DNA was. Uh, They ran it through CODIS, which is, you know, the database for DNAs. And it revealed that it was a match for a known felon whose name is Donald Eugene Smith. 
Donald Smith. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I enunciate that it's D, like David Donald, and it'll be very important here in just a second. Okay. So because they got that hit on Donald Smith, um, who had felonies before that were uh, felonies that included a weapon being used, they they thought they had their guy right right away. He knew that he had potential for committing a serious violent felony based on his history. They also obtained Donald's cell phone records and discovered that his phone did ping off towers near the crime scene as well as Forest Park on the night of the murder. Nice. So (laughs) Donald was brought in for questioning and the interrogation videos are available or there's clips of them available where he is calm cool collected just cool joe just saying i wasn't there that wasn't me and the detectives had nothing to lose by showing him the video evidence and said well i mean this is you and also we have your dna that's in the vehicle and he said i don't know how you have my DNA in that vehicle because I've never been in that vehicle. I've never met that woman. That is definitely not me. Of course, that's the story. So that's when he asked, don't twins share DNA? Oh, Donald said that? Donald said that. So Donald has an identical twin named Ronald. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. So he said, it's not me. He held, he was standing strong with, it's not me. It couldn't have been me, but he also wasn't saying anything else until he brought that up, that the DNA don't twins share DNA was brought up. He wasn't also, he would never pointed the finger at the video and said, well, if it's not me, it's my brother either. Sure. I just don't think he didn't want to, he didn't want to say those words. But the detectives had to, first of all, they were dumbfounded by this because they had no idea at the time that he had an identical twin. And they had to go to his mother, his sisters. They held him in jail because right now they have no other reason not to hold him because they have someone who looks identical to him, matches the DNA, and the Mm -hmm. cell phone pings are off of him. So they had to go ask his mother, his sisters, to look at the video, the video surveillance at the gas station to see, do you recognize this person in this video? And they said that based on the way that he was dressed, the way based on the way that he was walking, that the person in the footage was indeed Ronald, Donald's wow. twin brother. So at that point... <laughs> Gwinnett authorities are like, so what the hell do we do? Do we arrest both of them? What do do we do? Um, So the DNA does and is indeed shared by them. They have identical Mm -hmm. DNA. So the DNA was kind of out the window because they didn't want to arrest the wrong person based on this alone. Sure. So it had to come down to the fingerprints. Yeah. Because although they are identical twins, 
the fingerprints are the one thing in the world that they are not identical in. Each and person isn't that science just so wild. That, it is like, crazy. Can, like especially identical twins, like you know, you were formed and split from the same exact, you know, DNA matchup, yeah. whatever, and your DNA matches, but you're it it it's wild that yes, the fingerprints aren't interchangeable. I mean, right. good thing for good thing, cases great like thing. This, but so they yeah. brought in they brought in Ronald. <laughs> Want to make sure that I'm enunciating who they brought in, Ronald. Right. And they all of this while Donald is incarcerated. Like it it's it blows my mind that he was um still being held even though so anyway. Um but they asked him and they interrogated him and they finally told him, well, you know, it's your mom your sisters we have the dna evidence we have the fingerprint evidence they finally tracked him down they brought him in and he finally broke down after they made him look at the picture of the victim and told him well she has three kids at home she has a family a community that loves her why did you do this and his only explanation was that it was a hair trigger he set out that night to take the car he did not mean to hurt her or anyone else. He did mean to take the car at gunpoint, but the gun went off. And he oh, said geez. that Janae at the time said, you shot me. And it, he thinks that it was about five shots. Oh, my and gosh, then seriously, afterwards, he sold the, the gun before he ended up doing something stupid again. His words. After that, he admitted to driving the car about 40 miles from the crime scene and leaving it in Forest Park. So Ronald was eventually charged with Coleman's, Janae Coleman's murder, and Donald was released with zero charges. As he was awaiting for his trial, he changed his plea his plea to not guilty, saying it was his brother that did this. So, oh, he, so he was then trying to turn was, it around. He was trying to turn it around on his brother. And I think he was trying to play the well, if you're too confused to, you know, trying to just juke the DA, like if if it wasn't yeah. me and you have someone that's, you know, 99% a match for all these other things, it couldn't have been me. Um, the part about the cell phone was that although it wasn't Donald's name, it was a phone that Ronald was in charge of and was using. So that's why okay. when they pulled the cell phone records, it was for Donald, but matter it was actually for Ronald. Sure. He went to trial in October of 2012, and he was found guilty in all of the charges that were brought against him, including the felony murder and hijacking of a motor vehicle. He was sentenced to life plus 25 years in prison. Because of the vehicle? Yes, I think the 25 was the the hijacking, uh, but the life was for the felony murder. Yeah. Yeah. So it all came down to a single, like, fingerprint 
that was involved in all this, if they hadn't, if they, if, I mean, it could have just been like millimeters for things to go wrong. Right. If they, A, had invested right right away, or if they had like a partial print, maybe that maybe could have matched Donald, or if they didn't have any prints, um, if they didn't have the information from the bus driver of where they should be expecting palm prints or fingerprints on the door. Mm -hmm. Um, this all could have been either they don't know who to charge or charge the wrong person. Completely charge yeah, I mean, Donald. Yeah. He could have easily wild? gone away for it. Yeah. That is so wild. Yeah. So now, now when he said before I did something else stupid that night, do we know what that is? Or is he just referring to the fact that he then hijacked the car and drove it that far? Well, he said he sold the gun before he ended up doing something stupid again. He sold it before he ended up doing something stupid again. So he's admitting that what he did was- Oh, he sold it. So he wouldn't do something stupid. Sorry. Maybe I said that wrong or weird. Um, no, that 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 makes sense. I think it was a a, a matter of perception on how yeah, you took. I see that. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then afterwards, Janae's family, after having this closure, I mean, albeit bittersweet, but still some closure, better than nothing. Um, they uh-huh. still did the legwork to make sure that a school was opened in her name, in her honor. So in Gwinnett County, they did end up opening up a daycare um, as -hmm. she had planned because she was really close to opening up this daycare. I believe she had already gotten the licensing for it. And it was just a matter of, you know, finishing up the legwork of putting the building together or, you know, hiring, whatever it was. But the family continued on her legacy of making sure that that place um, was opened up after after she passed. That's awesome. And that's probably so important for the family because then they can see it, you know, and and see her name on it and see, you know, her, her dream come to life to be able to have that. And for her kids to see that, you know, either drive by and see that it's in in memory and honor of her, of their mom. And um, Mm -hmm. at least not ever have to wonder would that have opened if my mom was still here? You know, it did open right. because of the the groundwork that your mom laid. And now kids are going to be, um, their lives are going to be enriched by the education or the time and care that they're going to receive at this facility. But yeah, so <laughs> just a crazy case of of DNA and identical twins because even when I was yeah. reading this, I was like, damn, Donald, like, why'd you do that? That's, you know, shut, you know, open and shut case. Mm-hmm. You will, unfortunately, it was a uh, carjacking gone super, super wrong. And no, it, <laughs> and what I thought was really odd as I was researching this and I was looking at the interrogation videos, it was that he was so calm and now looking back on it when he was like it's not me and it's not it's not me on the video there's no way I I could have been you know my DNA is in that car and there's no way that I've never met this person I've never seen this person looking back on it I was like yeah that's a genuine person's reaction to all those questions being answered no 
yeah, he's like, sure, I'll come down and talk to you guys. I literally have nothing right. to hide. So what do you need from me? This could have been so bad. So, I mean, it's so little had to go wrong for this to be even worse. I mean, he could have clammed up and said, lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. And he would have maybe, I mean, he, I'm sure he would have eventually brought up that he's a twin. Uh, right. But nonetheless, I'm like, man, um, one of the funny things that, you know, cigarettes are a big part of this because the DNA, but as they were interrogating Donald, he asked for a cigarette break because he's like, all right, hold on. Let me take a cigarette break. Let me go use the restroom. I'll come back in. At that point, he was not being arrested. So they let him do that. And he was smoking a completely different brand of cigarettes. And he was, um, well, he was smoking roll-ups, like his hand-rolled cigarettes. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, I mean, smoking is a is a fading trend, right? <laughs> but for uh, just it, knowledge that I have in my stupid brain, if you're a cigarette smoker, you're, you ha- you're loyal to a brand. <laughs> um, oh, 100%. Just like you are with pop or just like you are with, you know, foods or whatever brands. Um, yeah, Coke or Pepsi. Right. Um, you will yeah. never catch a Pepsi in my house. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're loyal to a certain brand when it comes to cigarettes, either because that's just yeah. that's what you're jonesing for. That's what you you know what to expect when you're smoking that. So to see someone, and I know I'm reading way too much into this, but to see someone smoke a different brand. Um, unless it's one they bombed off of someone or unless it's, you know, one off kind right. of thing. Um, as a detective, I would have been like, ah, that's a, that's a flag there. I need to look at that a little bit further. <laughs> like that's not well, the, no, I think that the that's, car. Right. No, I, I think that that's worth noting, especially since, you know, the, the brand of cigarette that they found, um, I, I, like you said, you've never heard of it. I've never mm. heard of it. Could have been very specific to that area or or what have you, you know, definitely seems like. And, and a hand-rolled cigarette. would have been few and far between. Right. And, and a hand-rolled cigarette is. Um, Even more niche. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't, I think, how do I, how do I say this? Someone who's smoking a hand-rolled cigarette is less likely to, like, go smoke a regular cigarette than vice versa. I don't know. I can it's, see that. But, it's, like you said, it's a very niche thing to do, and it's different. So, lots of things. Uh, but if it weren't for him saying this this moment when he's just like, well, don't twins share DNA? And the cops were like, uh, I, I mean, yeah, but why do you say that? yeah exactly yeah so that's the case with janae coleman um crazy just crazy that makes me think of it makes me think of i know that this has come up in so many of our episodes but this makes me think of that episode of svu where the the twin (gasps) is the rapist he the the actor plays mm-hmm. that character on Grey's Anatomy and he's got the yin yang tattoo. Yep. But the fucked up part about that whole thing is the guy doesn't even know that he has a twin brother, right. let, let alone that this guy is out there literally impersonating him because he got a matching tattoo that looked like it, it 
that whole episode is just crazy, but that this whole story makes me think of yeah. that. We should write into SVU, like, here's some some episode idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We would be so rich. <laughs> if I could just if a meet. royalty off of that. If I could just meet Marishka, I'd be fine. Oh. I'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I could just have her over for one dinner. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, that's the case of Janae Coleman. Um, I hope you enjoyed the the left turn we took on that. Oh, the case yeah. took on that from that sounds like I have to enunciate Donald and Ronald. Because also yes. who names their kids Donald and Ronald when they're twins? Very important. I mean, I I knew these kids in um in high school and, and they weren't even twins, they were just brothers and I, I, man, I swear, they, I think this is one of those things that they just got used to in life. Just like I'm used to people mispronouncing my name and they'll never hear this because I don't think they would listen to this, but their names are Gregory and Gregory. Oh my gosh. So it was Craig and Craig and they were both like rock star athletes. Um, so they were, you know, well-known around the school for anything that they were doing and it's Craig and Greg and it was just and it wasn't until my senior year when the older one had already graduated and we only had one left over <laughs> I was like okay cool we won't mess up your name yeah seriously yeah. oh my gosh I love the matchy matchy names but yes it can get so confusing that's confusing you're one letter off all right exactly well oh man <sighs> Cool. That's all I had for this case. Awesome. <laughs> Back to you. I love it. No, just no, that was that was <laughs> Back to you in Studio 4. For the weather. No. <laughs> yeah. Um it's beautiful actually. Yeah. Like we're having such a beautiful weekend and then we're going to get rain again. Oh. I I stormed 60 degree weather to then to rain. Yes, welcome to um late winter in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Man, well with a groundhog, what's his name? Puxitani, Puxitani. Uh, he Phil? said, we might, yeah, we might have a, an early spring. So that'd be very, very, very welcomed. Please. I will take it. Please, 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 please. please, please. Uh, and it's not even that it's been a bad winter, but yes, I will take any, any length of time to get me closer to drier weather. I will I can. say this with knowing full well that it could be... <laughs> It could be funny, but I will take all the vitamin D I can take. I will take all the D I can take yes. by all means. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh, most definitely. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Another great case by Fatina. It just always breaks my heart so much. Just this last little spinoff for the poor kids. And their mom. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially to be adopted and to find such a, a loving, healthy, happy home and for someone's life to be cut so short over something so trivial and unnecessary. Yeah. Just heartbreaking. And from what but, it sounds like, it wasn't even a moment where she was like, no, you can't take my car or anything like that. Like there was no back and forth. Um, it right. sounds like it was more of a walk up and he did it instead of a, 
um she, she was she was a vet she had the you know she probably would have either tried to de-escalate the situation or would have been like take the fucking car exactly exactly it had it had no need to get to that point no not at all from what i read though and from what i've seen it sounds like the three girls though were not either put back into an adoption situation or anything that other than they were taken in by the family so i think they stayed with the coleman family as far as i I can can tell oh thank goodness yeah oh my gosh All right, guys. Well, that's all that we have for you on this episode. Um, We'll catch you pretty soon. We're doing a little double recording session today. And yeah, I think that's all that we have. So don't be a stranger and we'll catch you on the next episode. Okay, bye. Bye. Wrong mouth.